0: Got it locked, yeah, yeah. All right, what's up, people? It's your boy JT in the building. You're, You're I'm mad right now. Not gonna lie, a couple episodes in the pipeline. Um, we're gassed to be back with another, yet another special guest. Um, if you want to introduce yourself quickly, uh, let the people know who you are. What
1: you- Hi, my name's Noamibita, and I'm the seven times British champion in triple jump and the 23 British record holder.
0: Woo! Seven times. Like, <laughs> long, long,
2: long. Seven. Seven times. Yeah, oh my that's incredible. That's a good place to start from, actually. Yeah. Um. So, talk us through um, how. Talk us through the first time you won it, all the way through to the last time you won it, and sort of the differences in that, and what sort of maybe struggles you had or things that you did really well to do that. Just the kind of differences in between each of those championships, because. With championships, it kind of looks very clear-cut. All just winning, 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 winning each year. But there are little differences you need to make to be able to consistently win. So that's yeah. what I want to hear about.
1: Cool. Um, so the first time I did British... No, I was meant to do a British Indoor Champs. I can't remember which year it was, but my coach said no. And I was so upset because I really wanted to compete. But I, was, I think my coach thought I was a little bit too young and I wasn't ready for it. So the next time was... I was 19... Um, I think this is the 2017 British Champs now that season was not going well like at the beginning of the season it just really wasn't going well for me I really wanted to jump 13 meters that was like my big aim Um, and then I jumped 13 meters 25 season opener but it was wind assisted Um, and then after that I just couldn't get over 13 again Um, and then another girl um, jumped 13 legally and it was just like, what? Like, I got beat. And I just, everything wasn't, wasn't going to plan. Yeah. Uh, so I went to the under-20 champs, and then I won that. I finally legally jumped 13. I did 1307, um, and I was like, yeah, sick. And then it was British champs the yeah. next week. So I was like, okay, cool, British champs. Let's see yeah. what can happen. First jump, first round, 1364, like a huge personal best, like by, as you can tell, like, it was a huge personal best. I think all the other, um, like, ladies in the competition were just like, what? I was 19 and I just jumped a really big distance, (laughs) Um, so, I didn't even jump after that. I just kept running through because my brain was like gone. I was like, "How have I done that?" <laughs> <laughs> so um, I just won off that first jump, and I was just over the moon. And my coach, mm-hmm. everyone was over the moon. They couldn't believe it. My parents and everything. So mm-hmm. my first experience of race champs was, was winning it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that was pretty good. Um, after that, it was the indoor champs, and that one was slightly different because. Um, um, sorry about that. Yeah, that was. Nah, no worries. We
0: different. chill. We chill. It happens, man. It's fine. <laughs>
1: Um, (laughs) um, because we had Kimberly Williams from Jamaica she came and competed Mm. Um, so she actually won that competition but because I was British and she's not I still became British champion Mm -hmm. Um, but that was amazing kind of jumping against somebody who's competed at the Olympics and Commonwealths and stuff and just watching how she does her thing so yeah yeah, that was cool and then after that was 2018 um, British Champs I think yeah 2018 British Champs now that one I wasn't even it was a year of Europeans, so I knew mm. that Europeans was happening and I did want to qualify, but I wasn't too bothered about it. The standard was yeah. thirteen nine, my PB then was still the same thirteen sixty from before. So mm. I was like, yeah, let's just see what happens and then the competition just went well, like everything just went well and then I mm. jumped thirteen ninety five, which was at the time under twenty three records. So uh, yeah, that was a really Mad. good, good to me. It was the first time I'd like actually qualified for something yeah. else. Yeah, uh, from the camps um then after that was the indoor one. Um, I jumped 14.05, which was like, again, I, I don't know. It was like one of them where <laughs> it just went well. It just went well. Um, so that was, again, the indoor under-23 record. And then, sorry. <laughs> and then after that was the outdoor. Now, this one, this is where things started going a bit not, not so great. Mm, um, mm. it weren't as smooth that time around. Um, I was trying to qualify for Doha. It was 14.20, so... I was thinking it's just 15 more centimetres from what I did indoors. Yeah. But for some reason, like it just wasn't happening. And I was kind of stressed. Like I was just finished my degree and I was trying so hard, but I just couldn't get the distances. So I won in 1387, but that was more of a disappointment because I didn't qualify for Doha. But then little did I know that I was going to end up doing presenting and stuff there anyway. So it kind of worked out in its in its own way. And then... After that was the indoor champs. Again, that was a weird champs. There was no world indoors to prepare for, so I just kind of jumped, and I won. <laughs> and then this last one, I just... Home, home crowd. Well, no crowd, because it was behind closed obviously doors. Obviously, COVID,
0: yeah, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then, yeah, jumped, and then I won that one. But that was my worst distance. Like, I've ever won a British champion, but I still,
0: yeah. <laughs> so, so wow. man's it, You were balancing a degree, presenting, and just winning, winning, winning. What was it that enabled you to balance all of this stuff? Because, like... Yeah, it's for me, that's just, that's a lot. That's a lot to balance. How were you able to to achieve all of that?
1: Um, I think I've just always um, just had goals in so many different things. I've never, mm. like when I was younger, I never really wanted to be an athlete. That wasn't something that I dreamt of doing. I've mm. definitely been intermediate. Like mm. I've mm. always loved being in front of the camera, being behind the camera, editing and photography wow. and things like yeah. that. Um, so that was something that I've always been passionate about. My degree, people always say like, why did not you study photography or graphics at uni? And I I think sometimes when you study something, you start not to have the same passion and and love for it, then you're just doing it creatively. So that's kind of why I chose to study politics instead, which was like completely different. Um, But yeah, I think it was just, I've always liked trying and seeing what I can do and yeah, just trying out new things. So that's kind of why I, that's how I managed to do it because I enjoyed it.
2: (laughs) Wow, that's really good, wow. It's crazy because I, I was at British champs. I didn't see you. It's really weird. I think yeah. the uh, it must have been just different times or different days. I would I would have loved to have, um like seen you compete and everything. And then um sort of adding on to that, um your aspirations kind of going into next season where the Olympics is certain, which is amazing for athletes. I'm sure that's a, a big sort of breath of fresh air. Um, Is there sort of an adjustment period for you in sort of your training? I know you've just kind of come back from a holiday and everything. Uh, Looking at what you were able to do this year, is there sort of major changes to be done or is it kind of just following on from the same similar program you've done or is it integration? Like, What's um, your thoughts just sort of going into next season?
1: Yeah, so um this season for me is actually the first one where I'm not doing something on the side I'm always Mm. doing something else so I just I was working part-time all through last season like with a football charity um Mm. and that was I loved it so much but obviously it took so much of my time a lot of my energy and although I loved it I think it was slightly affecting my performances um Mm. and I think it was a bit of a fear of mine I've explained to my coach like I'm all, I was almost scared to commit to being a full-time athlete in case mm. like, like I, I don't like doing something. and not doing fantastic at it. Yeah, um, yeah, I think that's yeah. just the way I've kind of just been brought up. Me and my brother are the same. So mm. it's like, I really want to do well. So if I'm focused on this and everyone knows this is my focus and I don't do well, I've got nothing to, Oh, well I was doing uni or oh, I was doing this. I was, you know, I put my focus on it and it didn't, you know, But my coach just kind of told me that you need to think positively because if you do work hard, if you work as, put all the energy that you put into all the other things into just athletics, think of what you can achieve because you've never Mm -hmm. even done that yet. So Mm -hmm. I think that's what I'm doing this season is really like working hard. I'm harder than I've ever worked um, previously. So hopefully Um, it will pay off.
0: (laughs) Amen, hopefully it does. Thank you. That's fantastic.
2: In terms of the broadcasting and Doha, how did that opportunity come about?
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you that. Like, <laughs> how did how
2: did yeah how did it feel? Just because when I was, I was I was here at home watching it as sort of everyone else would, and just seeing like seeing you there, um, sort of with um the other commentators and interviewing the athletes and just being mm. right in the midst because they had a little promo they put out after each day and at the beginning and like you were like this, the the main person in it and I was like yeah. this is just incredible yeah. so just tell talk to people about that um that experience what it meant to you how it came about and just how it felt what it was
0: like
1: yeah that was like uh, an amazing experience like i am not even exaggerating i'm still i think that's probably one of my life's like big moments for me definitely um mm. so basically i've always been into media as i've said and i used to make these vlogs called augs vlogs so they were like one minute vlogs if you go down my instagram you might see them and so i did that for about a year um, i didn't even know why i did it but by the time I like getting into like senior competitions like people would come up to me like my husband's like oh can i be in your vlog and and i'm like oh yeah sure like, <laughs> yeah, that's, it. like that's like yeah, that's cool so i started getting more people involved in the vlogs and i just posted them not really thinking much about it yeah. Uh, and then also I go to a church called Vine Life and there was a guy called Nathaniel and I was like oh you got the same name as my brother so we started chatting and stuff and he works for BBC Sport um, at the time so we just had one like literally one conversation I invited him to my my barbecue for my birthday and we became like kind of good friends but we never really spoke too much about um, like my interest in media and stuff mm. and then literally randomly he just WhatsApped me and he was like just put the eyes you know The other eyes are just looking like that
0: yeah
1: <laughs> and then I was like yo what, what is it and he was like I've just got like uh, I can't remember rude. how he works but he was just like I don't know, I just kind of like suggest something, but I'm not sure, I'm not sure like, mm. and I'm like, oh, what is it? And he was like, could you do some presenting for BBC for the city games, the great city games, something like that in um, in Stockton in the Northeast. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, of course I'll do that. Wow. So little did I know that that opportunity, they were actually seeing if I was able to cope with presenting. So it was almost like they put it on, just to see how good I was at it's like it. a work
0: experience type of thing. Like work and experience. No, yeah. like I was yeah. gassed
1: about doing that. And that wasn't on like the BBC Sport website and stuff. So I was right. like gassed. And then two weeks later he was like, um yeah, would you like to go to Doha? Because I basically put your name forward. And casually,
0: so- yeah, you want to go to Doha. But <laughs> he <laughs> like,
1: no, I no, said casually,
0: do you want to go to Doha?
1: He right. <laughs> <That laughs> like nuts. literally casually <laughs> and I was like what? And he's like, Yeah, we're gonna um, I'm gonna give you the number for the like the, the top guy for BBC for the BBC Sport and he was like, yeah, you can have a chat with him and he'll talk you through it. And he was like, Naomi, I've seen your vlogs. I've watched all your vlogs. They're fantastic. And I was just like, wait, this is the top guy at BBC Sports saying that he's watching your <laughs> vlogs. But at the time, we weren't even getting many views. So yeah. I sometimes was discouraged. Like, oh, it didn't even get like that many views. But little did I know that the top people were actually watching it. But I had no idea. Um, so I said, yeah, oh, of course. Man. I went. He told me that you're going to be on the panel. You're going to be with... Um, Jess Ennis and Denise, yeah, yeah. you're going to do this with Radzi, you're going to do something every... I was just like, how is this like <laughs> real? Um, mm. But yeah, when I went out there, it was it was really, really good. They, everyone treated me like, because I was, I was scared, like, because obviously I've never done something to that yeah. scale, yeah, yeah, yeah. but every, it got it took really well, like really good feedback and everyone was really kind to me, especially like Jeanette Cratchy and people like that, they taught me a lot and Radzi as well. So yeah, I'll always cherish that that moment and I think what I learned from that, especially with the views and things like that, because sometimes people can't get wrapped up in numbers and engagement, yeah, but you course. never know if are actually watching your content. Exactly, exactly. So
2: yeah, like, that's very true. It. Yeah. That's very true. Wow, that's amazing. Especially like the little um, you had this little bit you were doing with some of the GB athletes where they get their phone, oh, and they'd yeah. swipe, 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 swipe the pictures, and they have to stop on a photo. And I just thought that was just a really cool element to add in. Yeah. It, I, me as a like at the time, an eighteen-year-old kid, I was I was just engaged in. It. I was thinking, wow, yeah. this is so cool. They don't normally do something like this. And it kind of gave the viewers a little bit more of an insight into who the GB athletes are. Because a lot yeah. of the time they just think, oh, these are just people that run or throw yeah. or jump. Yeah. But they have like a personal life. They, they have a personality. And it's, it's brilliant to be able to kind of showcase that. And like you were really able to showcase like who you are as a person. Like exactly. exactly. You could really clearly see like what you're like, the really bubbly side, the funny, energetic. and you just, you just seem comfortable. It seemed as if it was something that you've done many times. And it was just, it yeah. was so cool to see like a fresh yeah. and familiar face yeah that was that was
0: awesome that was awesome yeah sweet um so yeah you were talking about how you're working with a charity a football charity so could you like delve into a bit of what that entailed and how what you were doing while you were there
1: yeah definitely so the charity that i worked with is called football beyond borders and their goal basically is to kind of just help young people, especially young people, maybe in like disadvantaged areas mm. or young people who are at risk of exclusion and just get them to complete school and to see their potential. Like, And also just to, like a lot of them have passions for football as well. So it was just to mm-hmm. open the eyes to like so many opportunities, like meeting players and designing their wow. own football shirts and wow. stuff like that. So I did that um, a few days a week. I would go to different schools. It would be the same schools, but like, yeah, I'll do that every week mm. and just, um, with year eights, year nines, just working with them and just seeing them grow and the excitement that they'd have, like when yeah. I come back to the medal and, and stuff like that, it was, wow. it was awesome. Um, but yeah, that's basically what, what we did there and it was, it was great.
0: Nice.
2: Fantastic. Uh, thing I would ask you is about, um, do you feel, when you were in that kind of media sort of state and situation during broadcasting, uh, what is your opinion on sort of athletics in general Across all sports and sort of how it's shown, the exposure, money within the sport. What is your kind of general opinion on it? Because I'm sure you would have been able to see some things, experience some things. Uh, you might have more of an outside in. Just kind of touch on a little bit of those sort of things.
1: Um, I think my main thing is that I was kind of surprised at like how much BBC do actually try. Like I think there was when when I was like kind of going through like finally getting on TV and stuff. I used to be so angry at, at BBC. I put them on my story, like, why did you not show the triple jump? Like, why did you not show the triple jump?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then sometimes, like, you you start to see the amount of stress that they actually, like, go through. Um, even just trying to show an event and things like that. Like, it's not straightforward as them just, like, you know, showing it like that. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that was something that was definitely an insight. Like I remember one of the women who was like head of field event, she was like, Naomi, we saw your Instagram post, but we literally didn't have access to the um the camera stream. Like there was no there was no access for them. So they couldn't even show it because they didn't have the access. So I'm like, oh so all this time I think they just hate <laughs> they just hate me and they hate my <laughs> event. <laughs> but sometimes it's like more more technical and stuff like yeah. that. But I do think that with the new CEO, um, Joanna Coates, I know she's doing a lot because I'm on the Athletes Commission as well. Um, so I know that she's doing a lot to really try and boost uh, the engagement of athletics on, as a whole. I know before British Champs, they really tried to push the hashtag, um, during the journey. And they had billboards, like in Manchester, they had billboards of the athletes and stuff like that. Um, so I can see that they're definitely trying and I'm ho- I'm hoping that it will keep on improving because... Um, one thing I, I do think though with athletics like and just sports people in general we're not like seeing the same way as you know like actors or musicians Perhaps, are I mean, the way facts, they fact. kind of go to all different types of media like we shouldn't just yeah. be relying on BBC to show us we should be right. able to be on different types of things magazines and um, mm. you know different types of commercials and campaigns not just um, the, the free brands at the top and uh, BBC like they should be a bit, a bit more so I am hoping that we do start to tap into more areas and get more well known in that sense. Um, and in regards with money and stuff, like I think one thing I, I'm really passionate about is just young athletes getting financial support because it's it's all well and good. Obviously, I'm I'm on funding now, so it's it's I can manage. But I know that when I first started out, like I had to get spikes from like a a tub in, in the um, in the track because I didn't have money for spikes at that time. Mm. Um, so I feel like some kids who are in that position they'll they'll stop or they might quit the sport so i really think if you want to see athletics in 10 years you need to support the next generation coming through it doesn't even have to be money even to stuff like kit like yeah it's amazing giving kit jobs to athletes who who are already there but what about the young athletes who are coming through like for me that's something i'm very passionate about so i hope hopefully i can make a difference in that some way one day but yeah, that's something yeah
2: i mean it's what you're saying is, again, something I'm really so passionate about. I mean, there's a lot of kids out there that, that want to do something, but they may not have the kind of financial capabilities to do so uh, because it's expensive. All sport is expensive. People think athletics isn't expensive. You've got to pay for training weekly. You've got to pay to get to competitions. You've got to pay for the food to get there. You need realistically two or three pairs of spikes, especially if imagine being a multi-eventer, like that's, that's a lot of equipment that's required um, and it's hard. And these brands they have a lot of kit. They literally make kit like, like that. They, they can probably afford to give out some bits and pieces to other athletes and stuff, um, which is a really, really, really good point. And I think that kind of gets people more engaged and things like that. I just want to see, see athletics on more of a pedestal. You see all these other sports. You see UFC, you see football, you see um, tennis, all these sports, like a lot of appreciation and respect. I feel like athletes should get so much respect, more respect for their talent and hard work. They're one of the few sports where you train the whole year round. Most athletes only get one or two weeks off. That's about it. In in the whole year, they carry on training. Even in the winter, the cold, the rain, whatever weather. And then they compete for however many months to build up to the championships.
1: Mm.
2: All the emotions, all the stress, all the time. Like It definitely deserves a lot more respect. And it's not just from one individual. It's kind of from the whole sport as a whole. Just everyone's kind of doing their part to increase the amount of sort of buzz you know what you know just when there's just general buzz like oh naomi or is gonna be jumping this weekend she's going against this person or that but you know what i mean that, that's sort of just general buzz and then people are like oh no way where can i watch it and then that sort of boosts it you know what i mean Yeah. Definitely. so a re- really good point that you you raised there. um jt you got anything else
0: now, I was literally going to ask, what was your vision for, obviously you kind of delved into it with like help with helping other young people, but in terms of like more diving into athletics, I guess, um, what is your overall vision going into the next season or the next year? Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. So next season, I think, um, I think I just want to just jump consistently like good, good distances. Like I had a taste of my first diamond league. In mm-hmm. Monaco um, a couple of months ago, and that was an amazing experience. Um, I didn't jump as well as I wanted, but obviously it's been a it's been a very strange year,
0: mm-hmm. um, as
1: we all know. Course, but yeah. I think, yeah, I just want to be consistent. I think, as I said, like with the way I'm working hard, I just hope that translates into my jumps, and I really think it will. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, I would love to obviously compete at the Olympics as well. I'm doing vlogs for Team GV, so I mean, love I can't that. do the love vlogs. I'm not that. That <laughs> how can I do like that? <laughs> Do you know what I mean so I, I really hope that that, that that happens but yeah with with the uncertainty of this year it's like you're almost setting goals is almost harder um, Mad, yeah. So, but yeah that that's kind of what what I'm hoping to do next year
2: it's amazing when do you start these vlogs like how's that gonna look
1: yes yeah, so I've already done the first one um that was kind of my preparation for British champs and I think I'm doing five in the lead up um, to the Olympics I think so, yeah, that's posted on, like, Team GB um, social channels and stuff. So, yeah, that was That's a- amazing. <laughs> that's
2: really good. That's a- I'll be sure to check that out. Wow. Wow. Well, honestly, can't thank you enough for, for coming on here and, and give, taking the time out to, to speak to us and speak to everyone. Um, one last question I have for myself. Um, I wanted to just kind of find out more about sort of your faith, sort of, how it's developed over time how it plays hand in hand with your athletics and just kind of your general life how much it means to you and and just sort of a little bit more information into that um, as obviously you're a christian so it's just always sort of nice to hear and see, know other christians in sport because there's not there's i'm sure there's a lot but when you're able to kind of speak to one on an individual and personal basis it's always nice to kind of see how their views and how much it means to them
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think I want to want to start with like a little a little story. Um, that basically there's this group. I think it's called Christians in Sport, but I can't remember. Um, and they did like these little sort of gatherings like at competitions so if you go to like a diamond league or Euro- Europeans and all them champs they'll do like a little gathering with athletes from like all over the world yeah. um, so when I went to the European team champs in Poland and um, there was a gathering there and it was me um, Abigail Rosaru and Cindy Ophelia and a load, load of others and we all like all three of us we prayed that we will be in Doha um, and that was like our big prayer and then that competition, I think Cindy might have got the standard. And then the following week, Abigail got the standard. But then I didn't get the standard. So I was like, "But God, like, I prayed that I'll be in Doha. Like, that was my prayer. And them two, their prayers have been answered. Yeah. And then when I went to Doha, I did an interview with, um, with with Dina at this random room. We just randomly arranged it, like, so yeah, last minute. <laughs> and um, when that interview end, ended and, like, Dina left and all the BBC people left, um, the door opened and then Abigail, Cindy, and the, the same guys, like, they were there doing a, about to do a prayer meeting and I was just like oh my gosh like I'm in Doha like this is the prayer answer but I didn't even like realize at the time and the fact that I was in the room at the right moment to see them all again like in that space for me I just felt like God was really like just showing me that I just need to trust trust in his plan for me and mm-hmm. sometimes things don't work out in the way that I, th- I think it should go um, but I think it, it always works out in a way that God wants and um, I just feel like that's like a bit of a testimony there
0: Um, yes
1: uh, (laughs) but yeah my faith definitely uh, means a lot to me i think sometimes i said to abigail as well like i feel like i'm closest to god like when i'm competing because i don't know it feels a bit like i know you're going to kind of your fight or flight instincts and that kind of natural human instincts and in the moments when i'm scared i'm just like god please help me like i've just gone into second god please help me and i'm praying oftentimes like before i jump i'm praying um, and i think like just being in a family where you know faith is so important to all of us i think it's to mm-hmm. help all of us the prayers that my 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 parents would do for me in the family when we go to compete it it just brings us closer together especially when you see god working in both of us so yeah, yeah. that that's kind of that's it with, with faith yeah it's
2: fantastic that's really really refreshing and nice to hear um and god willing when i get to that sort of stage where you guys are at in the not too distant future i'll sure be sure to join in in that Christian group, that is incredible. <laughs> like having something like that at the competition when there's just all of you gathering together to pray and sort of be be in the midst of God. Like that's a really beautiful thing. You're combining sort of mm. the event, like where you're here to do what you do, what you love with God. And it's just, I think that's a brilliant thing and a great idea. So that's fantastic. Awesome. I was yeah, going to ask JT. one more
0: question. Yeah, basically, because obviously it's uni season now. Um, yeah. A lot of people have gone to uni you obviously went to uni um I was gonna ask what advice would you give to uni students who are Christians and who maybe athletes as well are trying to you know um trying to like sustain that kind of level of of um performance that they had before as like competitive athletes what would you, what advice would you give to them
1: yeah um I feel like Christianity and um like being a sports person are kind of they're kind of similar in a way because it does require discipline and, and yeah. the same way that you wouldn't like go on a night out before you have um, uh, a competition or something like that. I think that's the same way that if, if you believe that this isn't really the right choice for you and your growth, like maybe it's something that you shouldn't do. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just kind of weighing things like that, like just knowing that it's discipline and knowing that you can't do it for your own strength. I knew this like when I competed this year I had no strength because I didn't do the gym mm. but the same way if you're going through uni with no with no strength from God like I don't mm. know how you're going to get through some of the Let the things know. that kind of come up that can make people depressed make people mm. you know go through some stuff so I think the main thing is just trying to keep God close um, and just ask him for God to give you strength because you can't it's really hard to to do anything on your own um, and I just think as well like find a good group of um, Christians like the church that I joined in uni I think that helped my faith so much because prior to that I was just going to church with my parents and I felt like I wasn't as close with God or even reading the Bible or anything like that. Really? But then starting to have my friends who were Christians and who were praying for me and things I'm like all oh, right like this is actually cool I've never actually had friends who were like my age and Christians and stuff like that so I think that, that definitely helps. Um, and then when it comes to the actual study, and I think it's important to tell uni that you're an athlete, like you need to tell them, mm. uh, and that will definitely help. Like, they will take it into consideration when, when coming into deadlines and things like that. Um, and you also need to tell your coach, like, that you're doing uni and how seriously you're taking it as well. Mm. Um, and I think once there's a good communication, like, it definitely will help because there will be times when you will have to miss training for uni, and there'll be times where you will have to miss uni for a competition. So once the communication is there, it will just make things run a lot more smoothly, smoothly. So that's probably the best advice I'd give.
0: Wow. That's perfect. A perfect note to end on. Thank you so, so much for all the advice you've given, for the insight you've given. Um, if there's anywhere people can find you on your socials, keep up to, with your vlogs as well. Um, or anything, because that's another thing. I actually checked your website, your blogs, which is pretty cool. Um,
1: yeah, and um, you can follow me on my social media, it's just Neomiag Vita. Um check out the Team GB vlogs, um just type in Neomiagdita Team GB there. Um and then also I have um a platform that I created. Um, it's like a collaborative platform, it's called Three point Start. Um I definitely would love to interview you guys for it as well.
2: Um, no, 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 no. Yes. <laughs> yeah yes.
1: <Aye>, <laughs> platforms and hit yeah, me.
2: Come on, we're there. <laughs>
1: Um, so yeah, check out Three Star on Instagram and Um that's, that's slowly growing, slowly man, growing. Man. So yeah, um, that's me for social media. But yeah, I've really appreciated this. It's been really refreshing. Sometimes I do interviews and I can tell people I haven't researched, I've been actually that excited. Oh, come on, we've
0: got, come on, we got our fans. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: man, Come on. really good. correct.
0: Yeah. Yeah, thank you so, so Fantastic. much for joining us it's been an absolute pleasure um yeah be sure to guys be sure to make sure you check in the link description for all all, uh, social platforms etc etc it's been your boy jt signing out
2: it's been your boy dez
0: yeah i'm guidance come on It like what?